Hello everyone and welcome or welcome back. We are back after a long hiatus with a brand new episode. For those of you who may be new here, my name is Alice and this is the Skellington Grin Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about many different spiritual aspects from manifesting and different manifestation techniques to tarot, esotericism, spiritual connections, the differences between different types of spiritual connections, and so much more. However, since I have taken so much of a hiatus recently to collect my thoughts and see where I really wanted to take the podcast, I want to take a little bit of a break from talking about specifically manifestation to use this episode of me coming back to really be real with you guys. I did create an episode about a month ago where I said I was coming back, I was returning, I was going to be making some changes to the podcast, and one of the changes is, of course, the introduction where I will just be saying that this is a Skellington Grimm podcast, we are the Skellington Grimm community, and we talk about many different spiritual topics. Yes, you can come here to suspend your disbelief. Yes, you can come here to learn about manifestation. Yes, you can come here to learn about tarot. Yes, you can come here to learn about twin flames. You're going to hear a lot on this podcast. If you go back through my previous seasons and previous episodes, you will find a lot on this podcast. And you're still going to receive a lot going forward, but... I want to use this episode to be kind of real with you guys um, and also help you out when it comes to understanding manifestation and understanding how sometimes being a little too specific and being a little too worried is the the word that I'm going to use here um, about the specifics can actually cause you to... um, not really manifest the way in which you're wanting to because you're attaching and putting so much emphasis on something, okay? And we've talked about this before um, in previous seasons and previous episodes. We've talked about the importance of taking whatever it is that you're trying to manifest off of a pedestal and the importance of recognizing that it's not separate from you and recognizing that you are actually in league with what you want to accomplish and all you really need to do is recognize that you have the power within yourself to be able to make it happen and how your life is a reflection of you and how other people are a reflection of you and everyone and everything is you pushed out you can you can scroll through um the podcast and find so many episodes on this already and I will be covering it again because sometimes you do need to uh, need to recover a topic when you have new information to present on it, right? And and that happens. That happens so much in the law of attraction community, the law of assumption community. But the reason why I'm using this episode to be real with you guys is for two reasons. I want to briefly touch on what's been going on in my life without sharing too many details. Um, because personal life is personal life, but I also want to be real with you guys when it comes to 
what I have seen going on in the Law of Assumption community and how I'm kind of not just going to be focusing on Law of Assumption on this podcast anymore, but multiple different aspects of the spiritual community and how we can use these spiritual energies to really amplify our lives as human beings. Okay? So first off, I want to explain a little bit um, without going into grave detail of what's been going on in my life. So as I have explained in previous episodes, in um, previous seasons, I am back in school. Um, I am going to school online studying psychology. I love it. Um, But I've also been kind of having some trouble with that. So I've been prioritizing that and doing my best to be able to be more successful when it comes to um, this endeavor in my life because it is really important to me. Um, But the reason why I've also been struggling is because I've had some personal life changes that were very unexpected. And one of those personal life changes was a death in the family. And I'm not going to go into detail. This is my personal life. But when you are dealing with a loss, especially so close to the holidays, it can really wreck you. And when you are trying to move forward in your life and you are trying to focus on the aspects of your life that you really still need to show up for and you're trying to show up for yourself, sometimes it can be really difficult when you are grieving because you don't want to wallow in your grief you don't want to allow that grief to consume you but sometimes it does and with that grief comes multiple different stages there is the denial stage there's the depression stage there's the anger stage there's the acceptance stage there's there's so much of that and we all know about the five stages of grief and with that being said I know that I need to hone in on my life and especially because um, if you go if you go back and listen to previous episodes I talk about being a man a master manifester and manifesting your life and how you can manifest a new life for yourself by recognizing the power inside of you and for a while I wasn't focusing on that power inside of me and in ways I was in ways I was seeing it happen in my life and in ways my life has been getting significantly better and improving but in other ways I've also fallen off the wagon and forgotten my power Um, not that I've given it over to anybody else or anything else but because I have been um, dealing with grief and I have also been trying to manage that grief to where that grief doesn't consume me but I have allowed it to consume me a little bit and I've also had to recognize that it's okay. It's okay to be in that grief. It's okay to express that grief. It's okay to cry. It's okay to um, allow yourself the space to kind of shut down for a bit. But it's important to, even while you are addressing that grief, even while you are crying, even while you are possibly um, setting some setting some boundaries uh, so that you so that you can take care of yourself, it can be, it can be detrimental to you when you are placing more of your focus on 
what and who you have lost instead of celebrating their life as best as you can and recognizing that they are still with you in their in your heart and also recognizing that you still have a life to live and you still have so many things in your life so many people so many material possessions whatever it is that are there for you and that are going to keep you moving forward it is always important even with grief to allow yourself the space for grief while also still recognizing that you have a life to live and that person would want you to live it so we're not going to, to go into, because I know talking about grief and talking about how we cope with grief might be a bit of a controversial topic because everyone copes with grief differently. Um, and for those of you who are also going through a grief period right now, whether you have also recently faced a loss or you are simply going through a grief period because it is the darker months of the year, with it being the winter in the Northern Hemisphere, I want you to know that your grief is valid, your feelings through this time are valid, the way in which you process, the way in which you cope, all of those things are valid. Even the unhealthy coping mechanisms are still valid because guess what? We all fall into those patterns. But you also need to step back and look at yourself. And I hope that you will turn to the people that you value and you will get the support and that you are getting the support and help that you need. So, with that being said, I want to dive into a little bit of a positive note. Positive things that have taken place in my life is that I did in, in a way um, manifest a beautiful relationship. I am so happy and grateful to have this person in my life. I am so happy and grateful to have taken the time that I needed for myself to be able to focus on what it is that I wanted for myself and how I could give those things to myself without depending on someone else to give them to me. I have taken some time to recognize the um, wounds that I still maybe had and some of the insecurities that I still maybe had and some of the trauma that I still needed to process so that even if I still had those insecurities coming up every now and again and I still had those trauma triggers coming up, I would be able to communicate those without projecting onto a partner. So, I <laughs> I am so happy that I took the time that I needed to take and that I am still working on being a better version of myself. Not, not that I need to be fixed, obviously, but um, I am still evolving as a person and I'm still growing and I am still learning new things and I am still open to learning new things and I am still open to having new experiences. And I am doing that now with someone by my side who really compliments me and who I feel I really compliment this person and I am so grateful uh, to to have a partner uh, like the partner that I have he is he is wonderful and he has become a very bright and brilliant light in my life and um, 
So yes, <laughs> on a positive note, that has happened recently and uh, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> uh, when, we, when, we, um, when we started to get closer, when we uh, started to get even more involved in our relationship, we both, we both looked at each other and said that, oh, we're going to have somebody for the holidays now. Because <laughs> um, we had both spent some, some time single and working on ourselves in order to be able to have that beautiful relationship that we desired. So with that being said, now we are going to move into the things that I want to discuss when it comes to manifestation, when it comes to the spiritual world and how we can use these spiritual things to be able to be human beings. First off, A lot of people in the spiritual community, in the law of assumption community, the law of attraction community, whatever community you're part of, whatever spiritual community you see, whatever spiritual community you involve yourself in, so many people focus, focus, focus on that 5D consciousness and getting to that 5D consciousness from a 3D perspective. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. Some people see it as we are human beings living a spiritual existence or human beings who are wanting to become enlightened so that we can live a more spiritual existence. And we think that the way to that spiritual existence and the way to be able to do that is by um, engaging with certain activities and engaging with certain types of communities and Um, We have to meditate to be able to astral project and we have to do all of this, that, and the other. And we have to be humans who then seek a spiritual existence. As opposed to recognizing that we are spiritual beings and that we have a spirit and a soul within us that guides us through our human existence. Because yes... On the 3D plane, it is so easy to believe in the logical. It is so easy to perceive the logical. It is so easy to perceive everything based on our five senses, which is only so much of our perception. I've spoken about it in so many episodes before that 90 to 95% of our reality, of of our lived experience is subconsciously based. Our thoughts our desires, our emotions, our fears, our frustrations, our um, passions, all of that is subconsciously based. Think about it as when you dream, when you actually have a vivid dream, that is subconsciously based. Even if it's a nightmare, it the nightmare is a reflection of your fears. The nightmare is a reflection of something you might have worried about. A sex dream um, it could be a reflection of a fantasy and an itch that you might need to scratch without, without, without going into detail, you know, but, but a sex dream, even if you have a sex dream about your friend, um, that you don't really see in a romantic way, it could just be that you have a fondness and a very strong closeness with that friend. And especially if it's somebody that you haven't seen in a while, you may want to reach out to that person and you may want to see this friend. And, and sometimes it is awkward, but my point that I am trying to make with dreams is that dreams are also a reflection of our, sub, of our subconscious activity. And only 5% of our experience is what has 
already been manifested and what we can perceive with our senses, what we can taste, what we can see, what we can touch, what we can smell, what we can hear. And if you really think about it, what we experience and where we are in the physical plane has already been manifested before, has already been a subconscious thought before. Think about it in this perspective, the house that you're living in, someone thought of that blueprint, someone thought of that layout, someone thought of that design, someone thought of that architecture to be able to build the house that you live in and for you to have however many bedrooms you have in that house, um, whether or not you have an open floor plan or you have a closed floor plan, whether or not you have um, you know, big picture windows in your living room or you have a small living room. Or even if you're living in an apartment, someone once thought of that apartment complex to be able to provide housing to the community that you're in. And you're living in that apartment and that apartment is a two bedroom apartment or that apartment is a one bedroom apartment. And that space that you are in was once a subconscious idea. And then someone sketched it out, put it on paper, turned it into a blueprint, took it to somebody else, gave other people gave other people jobs contracted people to be able to build and da da now you're here <laughs> the the food that we eat the the way that we come up with different creations of salads for example or the way that we come up with different creations of what we can do with meat from um, making spaghetti to making hamburgers to making um, hot dogs to making whatever we we perceived that in our subconscious and then we turned it into something we perceived a meal in our subconscious and then we went into our kitchen and cooked it whatever you manifest is a reflection of something that is subconscious and say say you decide you want to go back to school um using using personal experience I, I've talked about it before. I already have a degree in English literature and I wanted to go back to school for psychology because I had always been passionate about psychology and it's almost like things kind of came a little bit full circle because I wanted to pursue psychology originally when I went to school, when I went to, um, university and I went for four years and I was convinced that I should go for something else. So I decided to go for English and I loved it. I loved every single second of it and I love where I've gotten. I've loved the connections that I've made, but I always wanted to pursue psychology. And then I started getting even more involved in the spiritual world and I started getting more involved with metaphysics and law of assumption and quantum physics and all of this spiritual science and everything. And bada bing, bada boom, it led me back to psychology because a lot of the techniques when it comes to manifesting are based in neuroscience. And what is neuroscience but a uh, sub-science of psychology? And it's, it's fantastic how so many things can correlate and, and line up for you to be able to pursue what it is that you want to do. But I had a subconscious thought that I wanted to go back to school. And then I went online and did some research and found the school that was the best fit for me to be able to go online and do it from home while I was also working and while I was also doing other things with my life. And 
my point is, is that I had this subconscious thought that I wanted to go back to school. And I was able to take the inspired action to look into what I needed to apply for uh, federal aid to be able to go to school, to look into the credentials that I needed, to look into um, the schools that were providing what I would want, what would work best for me, um, to look into the top rated schools and choose the one that was the best fit. And now I'm here doing it. I'm doing it and I'm doing other things in my life at the same time. <laughs> you know, I, I, have, I have other aspects of my life as well. And my relationship even was a subconscious thought. I wanted to be with someone who I could share myself with. Someone who wasn't going to um, come into my life and try to make me into something that I wasn't. Someone who was going to accept me wholly for me, uh, flaws, faults and all, and recognize that I am still an ever-growing and ever-changing being, that there are going to be things that we may not always agree on, but we can still hold space for each other and we have things in common that we can enjoy together and we have things in common that we do like to do together, like watching specific movies or going specific places like... um, going to an arcade or going to uh, a bowling alley or <laughs> going uh, for a lunch in the park and packing a and packing a bag lunch and and just you know, and uh, and a uh, and a blanket and sitting on a blanket in the park and having a little having a little uh, uh, moderately you know um, cheaper cheaper lunch than going out to eat at some fancy restaurant <laughs> You know, but I, I had the subconscious thought that I wanted to work on myself and that I wanted this person to come into my life that I would be able to share myself with and that I wasn't going to chase after someone and that I wasn't going to beg and plead and that I wasn't going to um, go the same route in the, dating, in the dating world that I used to. Um, and now I'm here and I have a beautiful relationship and I couldn't be more grateful. But when we recognize that manifestation is subconscious and that everything that is manifested in our world and anything that we do manifest comes as a reflection of our inner state and a reflection of our subconscious state because Manifestation is a subconscious act that we turn into conscious reality, okay? So, and I've spoken about it in another episode where manifestation happens backwards, and I want to touch on that to be able to explain this. Manifestation does happen backwards. It happens when we tap into that 5D awareness, we get into that 4D feeling, and then we... um, surrender to the 3D creation, the 3D manifestation. So manifestation happens backwards. It happens when we recognize that we are already a spiritual being living a human existence and that our subconscious is very powerful. And when we recognize that our subconscious is very powerful and that anything that we want to create happens within that subconscious realm, and that is where we get our ideas, that is where we centralize our desires, that is where most of our thoughts come from, 
and then our thoughts provoke feelings and actions and then we take that inspired action to be able to do the thing that it is that we want to do or have the experiences that we want to have and etc etc when we recognize that that is where we become the most powerful and that is where we allow the things that we want to manifest to manifest and that is when we recognize that manifestation does happen backwards because it happens first with the thought the subconscious thought of what we want to manifest and then we get into the feeling of what it would feel like to have manifested that thing for example a relationship you know the kind of relationship that you want to be in you know what it feels like to be with your specific person you know what it feels like to be in that relationship it feels good you feel vibrant you feel protected you feel safe you feel secure you can express yourself you can be your authentic self and they like you for you and they find you attractive and they find you funny and they find you beautiful and they're affirming all of these different things that you believe about yourself um And then someone comes along and is the epitome of that. And so it starts with that thought that you have of what it is that you want to manifest. Then you get into the feeling of having it already done. And then, boom, it manifests into your reality before you can even say Bob's your uncle. And it... It can be instantaneous. You can absolutely instantaneously manifest anything. And if it's not instantaneous, like within 24 hours or within five minutes or within five seconds or whatever, if it isn't instantaneous, here's what I want you to understand. Just because something can happen instantly doesn't mean that it's going to happen right that second while you are aware of it. It is happening in the background. It's not going to happen in 3D while you are looking for it to happen in 3D. And that's where people get hung up. People, even in the law of assumption community right now, this is why I've started to take a break from law of assumption groups on Facebook and and other social media because I'm starting to see the kind of negative... um, the negative manifestations of people being like, oh, well, um, I've done the 10K affirmations challenge and I still haven't gotten my desired wish. I've done XYZ and still haven't gotten what it is that I desired. I have affirmed and affirmed and affirmed and I've used the whisper method and I've used this technique and I've used that technique and I've done this and I've done that and I've been journaling and I've been scripting and I've been, uh, you know, using uh, apps that I can put my affirmations on a loop and I've been listening to it uh, three times a day for 10 minutes and I've been doing XYZ. Why isn't my manifestation happening yet? It's because you're focusing so much on the specific number of affirmations that you're doing. You're focusing on a logically based pinpoint instead of combining the practicality and the emotion. The practicality is the thought, the emotion is the feeling it real, and the manifestation is the combination of those two things. Going back to the relationship example, 
I'm gonna tell you how I manifested my specific person. I'm gonna tell you a little bit of how I manifested my partner. So, I was on a journey for a while. I was on a twin flame journey. And I've spoken about twin flames, I've spoken about soulmates, I've spoken about karmic partners. Um, back all the way in season one and I think a little bit in season two of this podcast and now we're I don't even know what season we're on I think we might be on season eight or nine um we'll see we'll see and and I'll update it at the end of this episode when uh, I publish it when I fully publish it um so I was on a twin flame journey and I'm pretty sure I met my twin flame but I had to give up on the obsessiveness that I had towards that journey because I was becoming obsessed. I was putting the idea of a twin flame on a pedestal. I was putting the idea of a specific person on a pedestal. I was attracted to a specific person in my life that uh, I was friends with who didn't view me the same way. And I had to let that go and I had to say, okay, well, um... I'm not going to string myself out. I'm not going to ruin the friendship. I'm not going to continue um, just looking at this person and seeing that uh, the only person for me is this person when that is entirely false. There is, there are many fish in the sea and there is bound to be a, a fish that is, you know, the, on the same wavelength as me. Um, and I, I said, all right, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a leap, take a little bit of a risk. And I did put myself out on a dating app. Not going to tell you which one. Not going to tell you what my profile was. Not going to go into that because that's, uh, that's private. But um, I decided to go ahead and go on a dating app. And uh, I met a couple of people talked to a couple of people, had a few decent conversations, had one conversation that was absolutely weird and uh, immediately blocked that person who made me uncomfortable. (laughs) And then I received the sweetest message ever, ever, ever from the person that I am currently dating. And the message was something along the lines of, I hope you're having a great day and I want you to know that I'm proud of you for putting yourself out there because I understand Um, as someone who is, uh, getting into the dating pool after being single for some time, I can understand just how daunting it can be and just how, uh, anxiety inducing it can be to put yourself back out there. And I want to say that I'm proud of you for doing so. And I said, I'm proud of you too. You know, you, you put yourself out there and you also uh, sent me a message and you initiated with me and I'm proud of you for doing so. I know it, it might have been a little nerve wracking because you were also probably thinking, uh, oh my God, is she going to respond? And, and we were talking about that for a little bit. And then we started really connecting. We started sending voice messages back and forth. We started texting. Um, we started talking on the phone and uh, sure enough, uh, after about a week or two, we decided to meet up in person and the rest is history. (laughs) So, um, but I took the idea of a specific person off of a pedestal and I said that the right person will come along when 
I'm ready when they're ready and I will get into a relationship where I can share myself with someone. And it's not going to be the first person who shows me attention. It's not going to be the first person who wants to take me out on a date. It's not going to be the first person who tells me that I'm beautiful, that I'm funny, that I'm sexy. No. It's going to be the person who shows me that they want to spend time with me regardless of what we do. Regardless of where we go. They're not just looking to get me and then stop dating me. They're not just looking to get something from me and then give up. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) Um, It's so funny because uh, he even affirmed it himself uh, because I kind of had this old school idea towards dating after a while um, because I am getting a little bit older. I'm not as um, as uh, into the same things that I used to be when uh, I was a freshman in college or when I was um, getting out of college and uh, you know but I'm definitely different in the way that I view love after having so many different experiences with love, having experiences with um, uh, casual relationships and long-term relationships, and also recognizing the kind of romance that I do tend to go for when it comes to reading romance novels and liking rom-coms. This man also knows that I'm a sucker for (laughs) rom-coms. And and he doesn't judge that. <laughs> they may not always be his cup of tea, but he doesn't judge. And I love that. So he even affirmed it himself that he was courting me and that he hasn't really stopped courting me, even though he's got me. You know, like, yes, we're dating. Yes, we're officially a couple. Yes, we consider each other partners. Yes, we have already, you know, told each other that we love each other. But he isn't going to stop putting forth the effort, and neither am I. And that is when you know that the person that you are dating is not just, you know, they're, they're not just content, they're not just comfortable in the relationship. They haven't, you know, already built a home um, within the first, like, few months of dating. They're still putting forth the effort. And even when you do get to that point, if, if you get to that point with that person where you've built a home and they're living with you and they're seeing you every day and they're uh, doing things with you all the time and you're sleeping next to each other and waking up with each other and you have your work routines and you have your school routines and you have your this routine and that routine and you're going to the gym together and you're doing xyz together and then you also have your time by yourself and you know he's playing his video games you're reading your book or uh, he has his bro weekends and you have your girl weekends Um, even with that they're not going to stop being consistent with showing you that they, that they care about you and that they want to continue to, like you don't stop dating just because you got each other. You make plans with each other. You make the time to be able to have what it is that you want where you're um, spending time together and you might be, you know, uh, cooking at home and watching a movie. Or you might be playing a video game and 
like while she's reading a book and you're just spending some quality time in each other's presence doing your own separate little things that you enjoy or you're making time simply to just exist in each other's presence and that's not going to stop being consistent and that's the kind of person that my partner is and I knew when we met that I had manifested the person that I really wanted to be with and now that I'm in that relationship I am still working on continuing to be consistent and continuing to affirm with him and for him that we are both on the same page that we both make each other feel the same things and when I tell you that this man affirms everything that it, that I desire in a relationship he really does and I affirm the same back for him so with that being said before I end this episode I want to also point this out if you don't like the reflection that you are being met with it is up to you to change it. I'm going to repeat that. If you don't like the reflection that you are being met with, it is up for you to change it. What do I mean by that? So I've spoken at length in previous episodes. If you're new here, you can go ahead and go find those episodes or um, you can wait around for me to speak on these topics again because I will be revisiting some topics. But to make a long story short, everything is energy and the energy that you push out is what's going to be reflected back to you. If you are a kind person, for example, you are going to sometimes be met with unkindness, of course, but you are going to be met with more kindness than unkindness. If you are a confident person, you are going to attract more people who want you to work for them, who want you to design something for them, who want you to be in their lives as their friends because they love your confidence and who want to include you in their social groups because they think that you have a lot of charisma and you have a lot of confidence and your ideas are brilliant. And if you are a, if you are a positive person, if you exude a mostly positive attitude, when you are at work, when you are in your relationship, when you are at home, when you are at school, wherever you're at, if you are a mostly positive person, people are going to gravitate towards that energy. And they are going to see that. And they are going to be attracted to that. And it can be a wonderful, lovely thing. And when you experience that, when you recognize that your energy output is the reflection that you are getting back, but you don't like it, it is up to you to change it. So just as much as your positive energy outputs will oftentimes lead to more positive energy inputs that you receive, 
your negative energy outputs will also receive a lot of pushback as well. You'll see a lot more resistance if you are putting up resistance to things. You will see a lot more devastation in your life happening if you are constantly focused on devastation, if you are constantly pessimistic towards things. You will see that you are met with, oh, I was right, this thing didn't go well, this thing didn't happen for me, this blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. Um, and, I, and I don't like to use the word blah, 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 but you know what I mean. If you are focusing on the negative, if you are putting out negative, you're going to be met with more negative. And a lot of people are like, well, wait, doesn't negative attract positive because they are opposites and then they, you know, cancel each other out and they do X, Y, Z? In science, science, atomically, sometimes, yes. (laughs) But we have also seen how in science, atomically, sometimes a negative and a positive have a negative reaction versus a neutralized reaction. So take that as you will. But if you are putting out energy that you are showing reflected back to you, the energy is being reflected back to you, and you don't like what's happening, it is up to you to change it. No one else can change it for you. People can help you, of course. People can definitely guide you. People can give you suggestions. People can offer you advice. Um, You can receive aid from from, uh, counselors. You can receive aid from your friends. You can receive aid from whoever. And, And yes, people can stand by your side to support you. People can... Um, give you the tools to be able to help you, but you have to decide whether or not you're going to utilize those tools to help yourself. You have to decide whether or not you're going to take your friend's suggestions or your therapist's suggestions. You You have to decide for yourself whether or not you're going to make the changes necessary to be able to benefit your life if you are seeing a reflection that you're not happy with. At the end of the day, it is more up to you than you believe. And if you're not taking that into your own hands and doing something with it, and you're still being met with a reflection that you don't like, then you need to sit with yourself and you need to recognize that that reflection is coming from you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you are the one in control who has most, most if not all, of the power to change it. Okay? So that is where I leave you. This episode was a little bit lengthy, but a lot of things needed to come out. A lot of explanations needed to happen. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that if you are new here, you take the time to maybe go through some old episodes and see which ones you like. Um, And that you really enjoy this podcast because more is on the way. I'll definitely be doing some positive things for the holidays coming up. Uh, we already had one holiday already pass in, uh, in the United States, but we do still have one of my favorite holidays of the year coming up, and that is Christmas. So we will be having some maybe holiday-themed uh, episodes coming up as well. And some little trinkets and treats for you guys. Um, I might even read one of my favorite Christmas stories. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, without further ado, I hope that you have 
a wonderful day. I hope that you recognize that you are valid, you are seen, you are heard, you are loved, you are supported. You have all of the tools at your disposal to be able to create the best life for yourself. And you can always, if need be, reset and bounce back to be the better version of yourself, the best version of yourself every single day. If you need to take a reset and you need to take a reset button and and click it and just press pause on your life, go ahead and do that today and then wake up refreshed and rejuvenated in the morning. Life is nonlinear and you have so much power and potential to be able to create the best life for yourself. And you can always show up as the best version of yourself no matter what time of day, no matter what time of year, no matter what day of the week, you've got this. You're strong. I believe in you. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you again in the next episode. Bye. Hello, listener. This is Alice telling you that I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did and would like to open up episode discussion, feel free to leave a question or comment in the community tab on Spotify or Anchor, or simply reach out to me via email at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y-A-L-I-C-E at gmail.com. If you would like to connect with me on social media, feel free to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Skellington Grin. You can also find details on the psychic services that I provide on my Instagram at Skellington Grin or at my website at skellingtongrin.square.site. That is S-C-H-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N-G-R-I-N dot square dot site. I love you and I hope you have a wonderful day. I will see you again in the next episode.